everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast brought to you by BetSafe Colorado. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman, joined by my colleague Parker Gabriel, as usual, out here in Dove Valley, breaking down the Broncos Week 13 matchup against the Ravens. Of course, season pretty much all but lost at this point. Broncos 3-8, and eight, and they are... Big underdogs heading to M&T Bank Stadium against these 7-4 Ravens. We'll preview that matchup. We'll talk about how it's been a rally around the quarterback week, as my cohort Parker describes, and we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, and not the birth- birthday party. We won't spend uh, countless hours dissecting the attendance there at Russ's birthday party. But previewing the matchup, what the offense can do, the, the challenge against Lamar Jackson, and then, of course, looking ahead two weeks, challenge against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Good thing that won't that game won't be in primetime. Broncos flex out of primetime. We'll talk about the implications of that as well. And, of course, close the show with some predictions. This is the first Orange podcast brought to you by BetSafe Colorado. So let's just start off with the quarterback news of the week, yeah. Parker, and not, not taking a <laughs> head count of Russ's birthday party, but, you know, a lot of – Reports, rumors, gossip, as yeah. as Hackett and several players called it, that Russ has lost the locker room, and that was evidenced by apparently the lack of full attendance at his birthday party. Again, all of this, you know, we've touched on it at DenverPost.com/Broncos in your TMZ reports, as yeah, I call it. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what what do you sense in just kind of within this locker room, with you know, amid a loss season, Broncos three and eight, offense is the worst in the league. Yet somehow there has been a little, hey, no, we got Russ's back, at least in the public face. Yeah, definitely. And, I, you know, that there is just no doubt about the fact that you're going to have frustration um, in the locker room and within the coaching staff and with everybody, you know, janitors or whatever. When you're 3-8 and eight and you have that kind of season, it's just – that's just the way it is. So people aren't happy. Obviously there was the – you know, there was the interaction on the sideline, I guess you might call it, between Mike Purcell and, and Russell Wilson during the game at Carolina – um, I, I, it wasn't, that wasn't nothing. Um, but that's, you know, guys are frustrated in the game and it wouldn't have hardly raised a eyebrow if he would, if Mike Purcell would have yelled at anybody except for at Russell Wilson. And, and, you know, that's not to say, like, like I said, it's not to say it's nothing. It's not to totally minimize it, but it's just part of the territory, um, when, when there's a losing season. And then obviously a couple of days ago, um, there was a NFL network report about, you know, the locker room and all of that. And, and I thought, you know, of course, like I, I, I don't, I wasn't surprised that the guys that spoke with reporters um, at the podium and on the record and all of that, like that they, that they backed Russ and that they said, no, no, he's a great leader and all of that. But like the sense that I, I just you get in the locker room, um, you know, just talking with guys and and all of that and seeing their reactions and everything like that is that it's really like. I think that this group is still together for the most part. We've talked a lot about the defense being frustrated over the course of the season, and, and rightfully so. Um, and it's not to say it's all perfect, but I do think it was much ado about much smaller, um, if not nothing. Again, this is the first Orange podcast brought to you by BetSafe Colorado. Don't miss out on all the action. Get in the game with BetSafe Colorado, the newest sportsbook in Colorado. There's nothing like riding with your favorite team and player all the way to a big win. Get off the sidelines and get in the game with BetSafe Colorado. Visit co.betsafe.com for terms and conditions. So getting back to the content here, Parker, obviously Broncos have their own issues on offense. They're ranked last in the league. 
with what is it? 14.3. 14. 14.3. 14. Dead it was four, last. 14.7 last week. So a decline. We're, we're not going in the right direction, <laughs> despite what you might hear up on the podium in Dove Valley. Meanwhile, on the flip side, Ravens obviously have Lamar Jackson now. Uh, they're coming off a tough loss, right? Yep. And uh, also Lamar Jackson a little banged up. He's been on the injury report. So there is a possibility they don't get Lamar Jackson. And Ezra Evero was asked about that today. Yeah, he was. And, I mean, I think, you know, Brett Hundley's the, the backup. And that there's a – obviously there's a massive drop-off. But um, one of the things that Evero talked about is just that they're good across the board, you know. Um, uh, Andrews, the tight end, is a really good player. Um, they've got – you know, they've got a good running game. They're second in the NFL in, in rushing yards per game. Obviously, a big chunk of that is because of Lamar Jackson's ability to, to you know, make big plays in the running game. They don't, they don't want him to carry the ball 20 times a game. But obviously, when he gets in the open field, um, he's a threat to, to hit a home run at pretty much any point. And so, you know, the, they've got weapons on, on offense. Um, they've lost, I think, all four games they've lost this year. They're 7-4. and four. I think they've lost all of them uh, late in the game, and so this is one of those. This is one of those where like Denver's going to have to score. Uh, we haven't seen the ability to do that really at all this year. I mean, they scored 21 against Jacksonville, and they scored 23 in a loss to Vegas, and and that's it in terms of multiple touchdown games. So, um, you know, it's all sort of like, yeah, maybe Lamar Jackson plays, maybe he doesn't, but at the end of the day, like. Denver's going to have to put some points on the board if they want to be in this one in the fourth quarter. And also at the end of the day, as you wrote about earlier this week on DenverPost.com slash Broncos, the Broncos pass rush has pretty much all but dried up. Yep. You know, Bradley Chubb gets traded at the deadline, and it, the effect wasn't immediate, but you throw in some other injuries there. And last three weeks, it's been one sack, one sack, zero sacks last week. You asked Coach Hackett about that, and, you know, you wrote about that. Like, how, how do the Broncos get that going again this year? And – really try and pressure Lamar Jackson if he's going to drop back and, and be a pocket passer at times. Yeah, it's a unique week uh, in terms of what you want to try to accomplish pass rush-wise because you cannot just pin your ears back, yeah, right? rush wide <laughs> yeah. and try to get around the edge because Lamar Jackson is going to step up into the V-gap and have all kinds of room to run. So it's a unique week. I think one of the things um, that maybe should have been emphasized more in that story, but I think you've also seen is – you know, Denver's been, I would say, inconsistent against the run so far this year. They've had some really good outings. They held San Francisco to 88 yards. Uh, they kept Derrick Henry in check. They've also allowed uh, some big games. They gave up 185 yards to Carolina. Um, yeah, last they're week. 19th in the league with 121.6 per game, as opposed to most of the other defensive metrics beyond interceptions and takeaways. They're right in the middle or in or towards the top, right. net passing, red zone, third down, et cetera. Yeah, and that's so the one thing the team's been able to do is run the ball. And and, and, and part of that the last couple of weeks, um, you know, since the bye week, is just that Bradley Chubb, one of his strengths, I mean, he, one, of the, one of the best things you can say about Bradley Chubb is he was an all-around player. He's obviously a good pass rusher, but he's also 6'5 and 275 or 280 pounds, and he was a physical dominating presence setting the edge in the run game. And I think – Right now, the Broncos have some guys that are willing. You know, Jonathan Cooper's willing to play on the edge in the run game. Their corners, I think, actually have tackled pretty well on the edge in the run game. But they just are not, without Chubb and with Randy Gregory still on injured reserve with that knee injury, they just are not as big as they were early in the season on the edge. And that that has allowed teams, you saw Carolina make an emphasis of getting wide, getting to the edge, running the ball. 
outside the middle because they're stout inside with DJ Jones and Purcell and, and you know, even guys like uh, Henningsen and, and Draymond Jones. Like, they, they play the well, run well on the interior, um, but teams are getting to the edge on them now. And, and that's, a, uh, that's a scary recipe when, when Lamar Jackson's on the other side uh, this weekend. First Orange Podcast brought to you by BetSafe Colorado. Everyone has a pregame superstition or pregame ritual. Let BetSafe Colorado be yours. BetSafe Colorado is the newest sportsbook in the state in the exclusive club for passionate gamers and bettors. Download the app to start playing today and visit co.betsafe.com for terms and conditions. So real quick, some injury stuff before we move on to our final segment, predictions and looking ahead towards the Chiefs. A couple significant injury updates or regression should i say randy gregory still on ir with that knee injury since week four you know he's been eligible to come off short-term ir for a couple weeks now since the bye week yeah Yeah, so and you know just talking with him it it seems like it could be a lost season for him i I would not be surprised if he doesn't play this year and then as we heard from hackett today whiteout kj hamler suffered a setback with a hamstring injury he had a couple weeks ago in practice and now they're determining kind of where he's standing. And I wouldn't be surprised if his season is also over. Two pretty big uh, developments there for the stretch run if you're looking to make any sort of noise as the Broncos. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And for KJ, you know, particularly tough for him. Obviously, he missed three weeks of the hamstring injury. He looked good running around, doing some agility and, and conditioning stuff last week in practice. And then, um, you know, yesterday was just pretty despondent at his locker. And it was, it was clear something had happened and, and hack it today. Um, acknowledged that he had had a setback and they're not quite sure you know wh- where he's at in terms of whether he'll play again uh, or when he might play again think about Randy Gregory he was out there uh, with Jerry Judy today on the side field uh, getting some conditioning work in we saw that I think a couple weeks couple ago weeks ago yeah, yeah. and then and not then... last week yep. um, sometimes now one of the things sort of like so people know around around Dove Valley now on days when it's cold a lot of the you know opening periods uh, happen and a lot of the rehab work happens inside so it's not always it's not like in training camp where you know for sure if a guy's out there working on the the side field uh coming back from an injury but randy gregory is out there doing some work today um you know we'll see i don't there's certainly no reason to play him partially healthy with where the broncos are at at this point in the season so yeah those are two key guys obviously we're not quite sure where jerry judy's at he hasn't practiced um since he had that injury uh, in Tennessee, first play after the bye week. Um, better news, I guess, uh, Kwan Williams was back out there today. Obviously a big part of the defense. Uh, he's limited. He was running around and doing all the individual work and all of that. So you never you never want to jump to conclusions on, you know, Thursdays we're recording this. But that's a pretty good sign that, that they think that he's at least going to be close to playing uh, this weekend, whether he does or not. He'll probably be listed as questionable tomorrow and then you know, we'll see. But that's a good sign if he's practicing on a Thursday. So Broncos maybe get K1 back against Lamar and Co. And then probably definitely Williams will be suiting up and starting at Nickelback against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And let's go on that. They'll need him. They'll need him. Uh, they'll need him. And good thing for the Broncos, probably won't be another national primetime embarrassment, as I mentioned at the top of the show. Denver flexed out of Sunday night football and it's pretty hard to flex Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and co. out of Sunday night football. But with how bad the Broncos are and the fact that the network wants a competitive game, don't think the Broncos are in line to give it to them. They've lost 13 in a row to the Chiefs. Will it be 14? I'm sure the Chiefs are probably going to be double-digit favorites or right around there. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, Kyle, one of the things that you're always looking, I think as reporters, we're always looking for ways to put – seasons and and uh, or or 
successes or failures or whatever it is into some sort of perspective. And I, I just think like, regardless of what you thought about the Broncos during camp, whether you thought, Hey, they're Super Bowl contenders with Russell Wilson, or if you thought, yeah, there's going to be some bumps in the road. Maybe they'll be on the edge of playoff contention or whatever. I just don't think you could have imagined a scenario in which a December game between Kansas City and Denver with Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson playing against each other as division opponents for the first time would like get kicked out of primetime. I mean, just you just would not have arrived at that conclusion. But that's where Denver's at. You know, and Nathaniel Hackett said it yesterday. This is what when you don't win games, this is what happens. Uh, and so instead, and they might not win another game the rest of the year, well, yeah, as we debated on the roundtable. Yeah, certainly, uh, there's Cardinals certainly and Rams are the are the yeah maybe's, but Chiefs twice. Ravens, Chargers. Chargers, who, if we know anything about the Chargers, will undoubtedly be, like, playing for a playoff spot week 17. Somehow, yeah. Uh, week 18. So, yeah, I mean, that that's, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's – we've said – one of the things that's stayed consistent since camp is that, like, the end stretch here is the toughest part of the schedule for Denver. And even with Arizona having a bad year and even with the Rams probably being, like, Denver's chief competition for biggest train wreck relative to expectations in the yep. NFL – um, that game we should play that game on December twenty third. By the way, that that does not need to be like a, you know, Parker you, goes to L A. You on want Christmas it, you Day. want it flexed out out of Christmas, yeah, off of Christmas, and just to like we could play it on Wednesday that week if we need to, but not not on Christmas Day. That's not going to happen, obviously. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough stretch here for the Broncos, and and um, you know, certainly uh, better on the national scene probably that that game's happening at two o'clock rather than than six fifteen. First Orange Podcast brought to you by Bet Save Colorado. We'll close the show here with some predictions. And whew, I've been riding high. I don't actually have my exact uh, prediction up record in front of me right now, Parker. But You're on a heater, though, right? I'm on a heater. Uh, Broncos are what? Three and eight. And I believe, you know, I picked the Broncos in week one. Since then, I picked them against the Niners but I and the Texans. I pretty much picked against them every week. I got burned by the Jags game. Yeah, yeah. But you're doing good. But otherwise. yeah, I think I'm uh, like nine and two. So I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Not to you know humble brag, but I am going to pick the Ravens again. I, now, would I bet on the Ravens? Because you know the spread is eight and a half, nine, depending on what book you're looking at. That's different questions. But I definitely think the Ravens are going to handle this one. The coaching is just miles apart. Special teams, offense. Ravens defense, very t- traditionally stout up front. They're, it's going to be a problem for that Broncos O-line, which has seen, what, seven different combinations yep. now this year. So all of that combined, and I'm going Ravens by at least a touchdown, and it could be more. It could be another skunking we see here back-to-back weeks. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm picking Baltimore too. Uh, and I was – I think I was tracking similarly with you on 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 getting the Broncos. You were. Then, then you tried to be, give them a shred of confidence, yeah. like ah, oh, maybe they can beat the Panthers. Why wouldn't they beat Carolina and Charlotte? And then that they showed all the reasons why they wouldn't. Um, and then yeah, so but I'm I'm taking Baltimore this week. I'm gonna say uh, thirty to thirteen. I just think. You know, that's assuming Lamar Jackson plays. If he doesn't, I right. think it'll be closer than that. I, I, think I still pick – I'm still picking the Ravens same. even if Lamar's yeah, not playing. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be close in that situation. Um, but, yeah, Baltimore is just you know, they're better across the board. Um, and like you say, they've got the continuity. John Harbaugh is one of the longest tenured guys in the NFL now, um, and they're always really well prepared. Um, and especially losing the game the way they did to Jacksonville last week, uh, they need to win to stay, you know, in control in their division. Yeah, um, and that's got the recipe for 
you know, uh, finding a way to get it done, if not putting up a really big number. And this has been the First Norge Podcast brought to you by BetSafe Colorado, co.betsafe.com. And head to denverpost.com slash broncos for continued coverage of the team throughout the rest of this roller coaster season, including scouting report and much more ahead of the matchup against the Ravens this Sunday. It's been Kyle Noon alongside Parker Gabriel. Appreciate you tuning in to today's show. Until next time, folks, take it easy.